0: Amen. All right. So we are starting a new series. It's called, What Gift Will You Bring? And so we are. this is our theme this year with all of our Christmas stuff, all of our gifts and everything. Our theme is, What Gift Will You Bring? And so during this series, we're going to be talking about some of the amazing characters that are in the biblical narrative of Christmas. And so we're going to go through uh, uh, several different of the characters and talk about the gifts that they brought to the story and what they brought to the story but and, and as a reminder that we too bring something to the story of the of our lives and the people's lives around us and there's a part we play in God's kingdom amen and there's a part that we have to uh, to 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 the role that we that we have in this life that God's given us amen how many of you know that God just didn't put us on the planet as my old pastor used to always say, just to suck up his air and just, you know, what he used to say, he said, push sand through our toes, right? Um, I wouldn't sound like I'm going to say all the things he said, but, um, but it's the truth. God didn't just put us on the earth just to exist, amen, and to um, uh, eat good food, and, and, he, and he put us here for a purpose, amen? And so what we're going to see out of these, these characters is what the gift that God put in them and what they brought to the story. And so we're going to be talking about the different gifts and the different characters every week. And this morning, we are going to be talking about Mary. That's who we're going to be talking about this morning. Isn't that amazing? Just bam, I just threw it up there. That was pretty amazing. Um, so we're going to be talking about Mary. <sighs> Mary brought a lot to the table. She brought a lot to this story, amen? And so she is an amazing, fascinating Women, the Bible says that Mary is should be considered blessed among women. Isn't that amazing? And great, great respect to this woman of great devotion, a great faith. Actually, if you think about it, what greater honor would there be to carry the Messiah in your belly, in the womb of Mary, to be able to have that honor bestowed on one human? It's amazing to carry Jesus. So. Um, and so, just a little bit, and so it may ruffle some feathers, but that's okay. Um, like, so uh, we don't pray to Mary, right? We don't worship Mary. We don't, um, we there, the scripture says that there's one mediator between God and man, and that's Jesus. Amen. And so, but a lot of times, what we as Protestants do is we, we go so far away. I don't really want to acknowledge Mary because I'll be put in another camp and all all that stuff. I think it's important to give honor to whom honor is due and give honor to this amazing woman of God. Amen? And she, and really, Mary should be considered a hero of the faith, a hero of the faith, not just another character, not just another um, person that we just pop up and, you know, there she is with the two. You know the oxen and the and the donkey and you know contemplative look all the time. Like Mary was an amazing, amazing woman. So amazing! It's amazing that we see. You may see Mary in the Bible. We may not realize how much we see Mary in the Bible, but she's all through the um, the story of Jesus. So we see her first at the announcement. The angel comes to to Mary. We see her obviously at the birth. We we see her as presenting Jesus in the temple. When Jesus is um, of age, he takes, him, takes to the, take him to the temple. We also see see Mary um, losing Jesus. That's an interesting story. Mary and Joseph are walking away, and they're like, "Hey, Joseph, you got Jesus? Uh, no, I thought you had Jesus. That's a problem. You lose the Messiah. That's a that's a deal, right?" <laughs> so Mary is very human, right? She loses Jesus. That's amazing, and um, and so uh, thank God. She does find him. Actually, she knows where to go look. Amen. So she goes and finds him. She's at the wedding in Cana. Remember that? Remember that part of the story where Jesus, um, uh, Mary's like, basically Mary kind of just forces Jesus into like doing some cool stuff. Like, Jesus, go do it. I'm your mama, right? (laughs) Right. So she goes, and then Jesus, and Mary has the wherewithal to say, hey, guys, whatever he says, do it. Right. So we see Mary in that. We also see Mary at the cross, watching her son die. Big deal. Huge deal. There's so can you imagine the emotion, and the, the memories of all the things that Jesus that Mary saw, Mary the, all, all the all the things that we've just talked about, culminating to this moment where, where he's, um, he's crucified. Then we also see her at the at um, at the pouring out of the Holy Spirit. She's in the upper room. I don't know if you know that. She's in the upper room. She is, dev- actually, the scripture says, and the disciples, and Mary was one of those, those people around, they devoted, they, they were devoted themselves to prayer. Mary was the, one, of the, one of those people who were up in the upper room who had devoted herself to prayer and seek the Lord. Mary is like, a, she's a pretty uh, pretty prominent person in the scripture, So, But but where we want to talk about, we we want to really hone in on this morning is um, is we want to to hone in on this announcement, on this announcement of the birth. And where we want to look at, so here you see, and we want to give some, some cultural context to this as well. So Mary is probably a very young girl. And, um, and it's going to be weird in our culture and the way we see things in our culture. But Mary is probably in her mid teens at this time as the as this angel comes to make this announcement to her. And so you say, man, that's so weird. Why was it so young? That's so, ugh, right? Um, well, I don't know about you. Maybe I, it's just me. Um, are, we all, are we all good? We're all good. Amen? All right. are we full on turkey or it's all good? So, all right, just make it, sir. But um so she's a young girl, and so you have to understand like in those days people didn't live into their 80s, they didn't live into their 90s, they lived their life expectancy. If man, if you were literally, if you were like 40 or 50 years old, you were elderly, you were older in that culture. 60 would be very it would be a long lifespan. If you were if you lived to be 60 years old, you would have lived a long time. It's a different life expectancy then. So everything is condensed, so. There's uh, people say that's more the reason why culturally it was more acceptable for younger women to get married. And then we see um, so, uh, so then we see this other character that I want to briefly go over. We see this character, Gabriel, show up. And Gabriel is one of the archangels. And this amazing, this amazing intera- interaction that we see with Mary and Gabriel. But let's go back. Um, Gabriel, this is not the first time Gabriel's mentioned in Scripture. Gabriel is actually the archangel that comes to Daniel to actually explain the 70 weeks prophecy back in Daniel. It's Gabriel who shows up in Scripture and, um, and actually in, in that scripture in, in Daniel, it talks about that Gabriel uh, that Gabriel shows up in the, in the form of a, of a man. just a dude, right? that's full of glory so and then we see this then we see this and, and I want to read this um, it says then the, in Luke chapter 1 and verse 19 I don't think it's on the screen but it says this about Gabriel he says the angel answered him and said I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God think about that so Gabriel stood in the presence of God so he was in the courts of the Majesty of God that we just sang about, right? The glory of God. We see. We see these, this. This uh, Gabriel says, "I stand in, in the presence of God, and I was sent to speak to you and tell you good news." Actually, it's Gabriel who actually goes, and um, I forgot to mention. Gabriel actually is the one. Um, uh, let me let me back up. Let me not say that. Let me make sure. But Gabriel is coming from the presence of the God to speak this amazing thing of good news. Isn't that wild? From the presence of God. So directly from the presence of God to Daniel, and then now he's coming directly to Mary. So the angel, God, can you imagine just, I mean, gave us, right, imagination. Can you imagine God on the throne and go, hey, Gabriel, I got a big task for you today. I need you to go see this girl. See this girl down here, Mary? This like kind of nobody that nobody nobody else sees. But God says, I see her. And he said, I want you to go and speak to, you, speak to her what I want you to say. And immediately he leaves from the presence of God and goes to Mary. We'll pick up the story in Luke chapter 1, verse 26. He says, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent uh, by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin He's engaged to a man, Joseph, of the house of David, and the virgin name was Mary. And the angel came to her and said, greetings, favored, wo- favored woman. Crazy. The Lord is with you. Can we, okay, can we just, I don't know where you're at this morning. Can we just, re- pull our religious glasses off of this and 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 read it as it actually happened as it, as it not this is not a story this is not a lord of the rings story this is not your favorite other story this is factually what happened That's right. amen so take off our religious glasses and go oh this is so sweet no 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 this is crazy this is crazy and the angels came to her and said, greetings favored, comes from the presence of the God to, of God to a woman and says, greetings favored woman. She's just doing life. Yep, that's right. She's just doing life. But she was deeply troubled by this statement and wondered what kind of greeting this could be. <laughs> I'd actually like to hear Mary's version. This is Luke's version of maybe, they say that possibly Luke actually interviewed Mary in his, in his reading out and searching out of it. So Luke probably interviewed Mary about this story because actually there's a lot about Mary in Luke. And so he says, there was, I was wondering what, it was deeply troubled by this statement, wondering what kind of greeting this would be. And the angel told her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Let's process that just for a second. You have found favor with God. How I many of that would be your prayer this morning? God, would you see me? God, may I have favor. May, it, may somehow my actions, God, find favor. Because something that he saw and God, God saw, saw favor. He said, do not be, uh, but you have found favor. He said, now listen, you will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. And Mary asked, "Um," got some questions. How can this be, since I have not had sexual relations with any man? And the angel replied to her and said, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And consider your relative, Elizabeth, even she has, is conceived in her old age, and this is the sixth month for, uh, for her, her who was called childless, for nothing will be impossible with God. See, I am the Lord's servant, said Mary. May it happen to me as you have said. And the angel left her. This is incredible. This is an incredible message that God brings to this random young girl who's engaged Like picture um, uh, this, so this this long-awaited story of Israel that that, uh, all the books of the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament as we call it, all the stories of that are leading up to this very moment. All the stories, all of the story of the Old Testament, all of the story is leading up to this, the promise of the Messiah that was going to come. And so it's all... It all happens in this very moment. Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Do not be afraid. But you have found favor with God. Wow, what a, what a moment. What a moment. And also, her whole world's about to be rocked. Her whole world is about to be flipped on its head. And her response is, yes. Yes. May it be to me according to as you said. May it be to me. Notice something important about this scripture, that Mary is, is not, um, see if we, how are we going to say this, but may, we understand that Mary's not pregnant yet. The, the scripture says that the power of the Most High will come upon you. Right? And so this is a thing that is about, hasn't happened yet, but it's about to happen. It's about to happen to you, Mary. So the question, and this is the, we don't have to have an open discussion here, but the question that hits my mind is, what if Mary said no? (laughs) There's a weird theological question. What if Mary said, uh, not to me, you don't, right? Not, no, no, this is not happening. I got a life, I got Joseph, I got all this, I got, we got stuff going on, I got a plan, right? Who knows, I'm not saying it is a fact, but who knows that God would have to choose somebody else? Never, never heard that in a church service, have you? Like that's new. But it's a it's an interesting thought, isn't it? What if Mary went, uh no? Nope. Wow. Right? Interesting. But Mary said yes. How many of you are glad that Mary said yes? It brings up all kinds of thoughts. So when you think about this plan, like this is, let this happen to me according to as you have spoken it. You know what this says to me? You know what I believe this said to Mary? But she said yes, was this is gonna be trouble. There's gonna be a lot of trouble around this. this. This is not gonna go I know, Angel, you said that people are going to call me blessed and highly favored and all that other stuff. But have you considered, Gabriel, could you ask God about the consequences of what you're telling me right now? So I can only imagine the the probable likely thoughts of Mary. She She probably said, you know what, okay, I get the, so I know from the old, I know from the scriptures, because Mary would have been a, a uh, she would probably know the scriptures. She would know the stories. She'd been taught at an early age, young. Um, she went to Sunday school and saw all the flannel graph for church, right? i y'all old enough to remember flannel graph. I went way back. You watch the VeggieTales shows, right? And you remember all the stories, right? She knew all the stories. So she remembered the story of people in the women in her old age that were childless giving birth. That was a thing. And now Elizabeth, her, her relative, is, is kind of in that same boat, but nothing like this. Nothing like this. God is going to do a miracle, but I, I've never heard it done this way, God. And not only that, like, what are people going to say? I got to tell this story. I got to tell this story that I'm about to give birth and me and Joseph are engaged but not married and I'm still a virgin. (laughs) Right, Mary? Right, right. What are people going to say? And not only that, what is Joseph going to say? And if you know anything about cultural history, this would have been an arranged marriage. This would have been an arranged. Now think about the consequences of this. This would have been an arranged marriage. This would have been a marriage where the uh, um, Joseph and the father of Mary would have come to an agreement and maybe an, a dowry was paid. There's an agreement set up for this, and now Mary's pregnant. Is this deal off? We we see a little bit of it because Joseph, we'll talk about Joseph, sneak peek, next, next week. But Joseph says, I'm going to be honorable. I'm not going to do this public, but I am going to divorce her. Real, we don't think about this with all the trees and the stuff, right? This is a problem. This is Scandal at its highest in in this little town of Nazareth where everybody knows everybody. Is she going to be divorced? Is she going to be a shunned woman? Who's going to believe her? And then I think that Mary would have said in her own heart, that Gabriel... Said something about my relative Elizabeth, who lives down about 60 or 70 miles south of us in Judah. I'm gonna go talk to her. And plus, it'll give me a moment to get away from all these people that I know, because I'm like if I stay here too long, I'm gonna start showing. And so I'm gonna go see Elizabeth. <laughs> So she goes down, and so that's about a 60, 70-mile walk, which would be like you walking to Chattanooga, right? Several-day journey, and goes and sees this other miracle woman, her relative, possibly a cousin, but also probably older, because the Bible says that she was older, um, childless and, and older. And we'll pick up the story there in Luke chapter 1, verse 39. In those days, Mary set out and hurried. Interesting. Mary said, hey, I went quick, right? Maybe Mary Mary was talking to Luke. He said, and when when I left, I left with a quickness. (laughs) Hurried to a town in the hill country of Judah. And she entered Zechariah's house and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leapt inside of her. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she exclaimed with a loud, a loud cry, "Blessed are you among women, and the child, and your child will be blessed." How could this happen to me that the mother of my Lord should be coming to me? For you see, when the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby leapt for joy inside of me. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill what He has spoken to her. Blessed is he that would believe. Blessed is Mary because she believed what God had spoken to her about what would happen. And then Mary does this. Actually, part of one of our songs this morning was this song of Mary. Probably quoted um, the Psalms, but she says this in Luke chapter 1, verse 46. And Mary said, my soul, listen to Mary's response to all of these crazy things. Put yourself in this, her position before I read it. Put yourself in her position. Her whole life has been thrown in upheaval. She is trusting God on her own. She has found another person who believes her and is with her on the journey. Thank God for good friends. Thank God for people who believe you. Amen. And so she found this other person, but she still, all these things, Mary's a ponderer because she's a ponderer in her heart kind of lady, right? So she's thinking about all the ramifications. She's just, Walked for days to get there. Can you imagine the thought processes of Mary walking for several days to Judah and all the things she's thinking about as she sleeps, goes to bed? Can you imagine trying to sleep outdoors, trying to process all these things? Now she's walked down here and she's processing all these things. So she's fully aware. What I'm trying to say is she's fully aware of all the consequences. And this is her response. My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Listen, his humble spirit, because he has looked on, looked with favor on the humble condition of his servant. Surely, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. Mary, you're blessed, because the mighty one has done great things for me, and his ho- and his whole and his name is holy. His mercy is from generation to generation on those who fear her. He has done mighty deeds with his arm, and he has scattered the proud because of their thoughts the thoughts of their hearts he has toppled the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly he has satisfied the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty he has re, re, he has helped his servant israel remembering his mercy to abraham to his descendants forever just as he spoke to our ancestors but this tells me is this is not mary's reluctant yes this is mary's Whatever you have for me, God, my answer is yes. Whatever you want with me, God, my answer is yes. No matter what it'll bring to me, no matter what difficulties it'll bring, no matter all the controversy, man, if I'm spoken one as one of, a, of, a, um, of whatever they were gonna say about her, if they're gonna do all that, so be it. But God, if this is what you have for me, my answer is yes, yes, yes and not even a barely yes, an all-in yes. The attitude of Mary is, God, you've been so good to me. The answer is yes. Meaning, like, I think about this, like, what other thing, what other, what other thing Because some, would God ask of a person, the greatness and the difficulties? And her answer is a resounding, as my friends over at the ramp would say, a resounding yes, a resounding yes. So Mary's initial yes would have been exciting. I don't know about how, how you are, but maybe you've received a call from God and God has asked you to do something, and you are kind of filled with some of that gratitude that, that Mary was. It's exciting at the beginning, but just like Mary... Your yes will be exciting, but other people won't be as excited as you are about your yes. Some people will call you crazy. Some people won't go with you. Other people, when difficulties come, they'll go, I told you so. Or they won't say it to you, they'll say it to the people around you. And possibly like Mary, you'll have doubts. That's a long trip, 60 miles to go see Elizabeth after this angel. Was that really, did I see what I thought, thought I saw? You'll have doubts. So when we think about, I think about Mary, and I think about her, her attitude towards God. Like, what was it about Mary? What was it about her that, that God called? Obviously, Mary, Mary was a faithful Love God. She's just this young girl who just loved God. Mid teenage girl. I don't know, 16, 17 year old girl. Maybe younger. Maybe older. We don't know. But this young girl, who was, who loved God. Who who's seen maybe even seen God move in the in the lives of her family and the people around her. She's probably a faithful. Uh, she went to, she went to church. <laughs> Faithfully. She studied studied the scriptures on her own, not just when the guy up there in front read them to her. Maybe she thought about them, maybe she asked questions and she was asking, or maybe she probably didn't read a lot, actually, now that I think about it, but um, but just asking questions, talking to people, gaining knowledge. She knew a lot of scripture for think about this. That what she said just came out of her heart to God. She didn't read it off a page probably gleaned from some psalms that she read. This sounds very psalmish. Probably gleaned some, but those things, those words came out of her heart. Her answer was a resounding yes. So there's something about Mary who loved God so much that when God asked her to do a, a difficult task, an exciting task, yes, honored task, yes, but a difficult task as well that to have a resounding yes about her is extraordinary so so hopefully in your own mind what is god asking of you what is god asking you what yes are you bringing because like mary the initial yes will be ex- exciting and people but people won't be as excited as you true People will tell you that you're crazy. Maybe people will tell you that, you know, all the reasons why you shouldn't. People may have an intervention meeting with you and just sit down and talk with you. I think you're getting a little over with this. You're getting a little, you're getting a little much with this Jesus stuff. <laughs> you know what the good news is? Let me tell you some good news. You know what the good news is that when you give God your yes, hmm. It just hit me. When you give God your yes, you start in the motion things that are out of your control. You start in motion an amazing course of events that causes something in you and starts. <laughs> the first thing is, the first thing, God's power will come upon you to accomplish the task that God's given you to do. When you give God your yes, the good thing about giving God your yes is you don't have to worry about you making it happen. You just give God your yes, and all of a sudden God's power comes on you to start moving in the direction that gets you to where He wants you to be. When you give God your yes, you start in motion this chain line of provision that kind of comes to you from from the very throne of God. You start and you start in motion this, this power of God to work in you and through you. You know when when the uh, when the scriptures talking about the those those uh, disciples in the um, in the New Testament, and then they talked about how God filled them with the Holy Spirit, and then they started going off and they started doing stuff. That's what if we renamed the book, book of Acts, we would just call it the Doing Stuff Book, right? They were just doing stuff for God but they're all empowered by the Spirit. And it's an interesting thing that the scripture says about them. It says, and God worked with them, with them. Not even through them, he worked with them to do all these miraculous things. So when you give your yes to God, those guys in the upper room along with Mary gave their yes to God to show up to pray and seek God just like Jesus asked them to do. And when they gave the yes, God's power came on them And they gave them power to do what God had asked them to do. Not on their own accord. All they had to do was continually give God their yes. Paul, I want you to go here. Okay. Signs, wonders, miracles, people getting saved. All this crazy stuff happened, visions. So when you give God your yes, God's power is there to enable you and work with you to do what God has asked you to do. God's provision comes to do whatever. Many of you, if you've gone on a mission trip, you know that like, I've heard it so many times, so many times, so many times. Actually, we have a group that's in um, in uh, Guatemala, actually today from our church, about three people from our church are in Guatemala. And what's amazing is, is I see it time and time again. People, God says, hey, I want you to go to you know, Africa. I want you to go to, um, Honduras, want you go to Guatemala, I want you to go, th- and they go, ah, well, I don't really have the money. Have you seen plane tickets now? Like it's expensive. Have you seen how much the church says you have to pay to get there to, to go? And it's, what's amazing is I had somebody call me just this week, just this week, gave God their yes to go, to go back to Honduras. Got a call that said, hey, I just want you to know your trip is paid for. That trip's not till next year. They gave God their yes, and God provides. It's amazing what happens when you give God your yes. I can tell you right now that uh, Cheryl, my sister, and Jerry can verify that saying, and then there's bigger yeses. I want you to move away from your family to go to Uganda, right, and be house parents. And and I remember this. Let me just pick on you guys a little bit. But I remember y'all saying, I said, so you're going to be house parents of guys or girls? You're like, I don't know. And then I heard it was going to be a house full of guys. I was like, whew, provision, I need God's power, all of it, right? And so, but God has provided every step of the way. God has provided for them to come. God has provided not only that, but them to be a blessing even while they're there. It's amazing what happens when you just step out like Peter stepping out of the boat. Mm, That's one of my favorite examples. And I have time to say it, share it, maybe. We'll just say it. "What? Watch this. This is your yes. When God asks you to do something, the power to make it happen will be made available to you. How do we know that? Peter, Peter's in the boat. Jesus comes walking on water. And Peter, being Peter, I wonder if I can do that. That's, that's a great place to be. that's giving God your yes yes. hey God hey Jesus if that's you let me come out there that's bold and crazy and like all the things what are you nuts like let's have an intervention Peter like what are you talking about that's Jesus you're not Jesus you ain't walking on the water but Jesus then says these words come the will of God is made known Jesus makes the will of God known to Peter. What's the will of Jesus in that moment for Peter? Walk on the water. So in that moment, I don't know if you've ever tried to walk on water on your own. I don't know if you've ever done that little thing where you run across a pool and go, see how many steps you can get before you sink? How many of y'all have done that? To be honest, I've done it. You know why? Jesus didn't tell you to come. (laughs) That's good. That's good. Jesus told Peter to come. And when Jesus told Peter to come, the power was made available to walk on water, oh, right. to do the impossible. So Peter, being crazy and full of faith, steps out on the water and walks on, let's not forget, let's forget about that he sinks in a minute. He's walking on water. And not the running thing. He's walking on the water. And you know all those, like just side note, you know all those other disciples are like, man. Ooh, I should have done it. <laughs> Which is really true about a lot of people who follow the will of God. People, other people stand around and go, God, I wish I would have done it. I wish I would have been bold enough. But the power to walk on water was made available because Jesus said, come. When you give God your yes, when God asks you to do something, the power to make it happen is on God and not on you. The power to make it happen was made available when Jesus said, come. The power for all the stuff for Mary was made available when God gave the assignment to Mary. And yeah, it was probably tough. And Yeah, man, she probably went through some difficult funding. Uh, difficult funding, I read that on my thing just now. Uh, just, when you're preaching, your mind is like 15 different places. I want you to know that. What was I saying? It was really good. It was difficult. It's difficult. It's difficult sometimes when I watch people getting funding. I don't know why I'm talking about mission trips. But it's it's difficult when it's like, you know, the, the money's due. And you don't have it. And then I get that phone call. It's so great. so this never gets old. Hey, Pastor David, guess what? God came through. God came through. I got the money. I got the money. I'm going. They're so excited. It's amazing. I said yes, and God came through. I remember God calling us to start this church. And man, it was just daunting. Like everywhere to go, like where do you go? Where do you go? Like start a church? Where do I go? What part of, the, I mean, the world is big. There's a lot of cities in the world. And so yeah, I was like, Lord, the beach maybe. <laughs> and God was like, how about if I give you a lake? I was like, All right, deal. No, there was no deal. But it was amazing when Julie and I, my wife and I, we gave God our yes. It set in motion some of the most miraculous things I've ever seen in my life. I had people, honestly, truthfully, I had people mad at me. I had people saying all kinds of stuff about me. It was all coming. But then in this wild thing, I was watching God provide a building for us. For how much? How much? Can you, he asked, how much you can afford? I went, We got like 15 people, like so uh, nothing? (laughs) And I remember he goes, well, how about you just start using it? And if you start using it, and if somebody else comes along and they want to rent it out, then I'll let you know. And uh, so he said, I'll give you first right of refusal or whatever. He goes, all right. I said, perfect. So we immediately started putting money into the building and started sharing walls and we're like, Like, we're like, we're believing God that we're going to stay. And so then he said, well, all right, you need to start paying something. After like, we were here for like, I don't know, six months, free, starting a church. It was crazy. Remember those days? It's crazy. It didn't look like this. Let me just tell you that. So. But to watch God do a miracle after, miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle, my kids can like Rachel sitting here. She's like, "It's true, watching it happen over and over and over again." We got the, um, for like oh yeah, we got all the baseboard for nothing. Some we guy, for nothing. we we got the carpet for like, um, not this carpet. It was the other carpet that we had. We we it was all it was so. This place was so trash. We had this guy. We we reached out to this guy. He had just had a wedding, and there. Man, yeah, have some money. And they, were, they, were, they had carpeted like two or three tennis courts for the wedding, and they were having their big reception out on the big tennis courts at a big um, country club. And they were like, uh, we need to do something with this carpet. We are like, we'll take it. And we carpeted the whole place for free, like nonstop. It was amazing, just miracle after miracle. Every day there was something happening. And, yeah, I had all kind of stuff going on in the peripheral. It was, it was hard. It was so difficult. And you think, like, you're going to start, like, all these. We came from a big church, and this is true, my own mind. You think all these people are going to follow you. <laughs> nope. Nope. We had, like, I don't know, 10 people from that church come with us. And that's not the way you start a church these days, people. Because you're supposed to start a church with about 300 people, this is what they tell you, and about, you know, $30,000. We ain't got no $30,000? And then he said, he said, where well, are you going to have to start paying? I said, how much? He said, what can you afford? I went, hmm, I forgot, it was $400 a month. I said, we can do $400 a month. He goes, deal. He said, but every third month we're going to increase it $200 till I get it to where I need it to be. That's what he did for us. Amen? He gave his yes. Incredible provision. But it's because you give your yes to God, He will give you everything you need to meet every challenge that the enemy will throw at you, every voice that the enemy will throw at you. He'll bring other people around you to be there with you. He'll bring you friends like Mary brought, like Mary had Elizabeth, that believed in her, spoke encouragement to her. Can you imagine? She stayed there for about three months, Scripture says. Can you imagine those three months packed full of encouragement after encouragement, of encouragement after encouragement? Go, Mary, you can do this. Absolutely, I believe you. Everything. Oh, look, they're showing. That's amazing. They're going. It's happening. It's happening. It puts you, like, and think about Mary is going through a similar thing, right? She's going through this similar miracle. You know what people will also do? This is and you gotta watch this part of it, but people will—they'll call you blessed. They'll go, "Wow, you look at you stepped out." And, you stepped out. I'll use my sister and her husband since they're here. Let's pick on them. But you know what? People go. I, I tell people. They said, um, "I go." I go. Yeah, I have a sister that comes here. She comes to our church, and and I say, he said, I say, "Do you have two sisters?" I go, "Yeah, and I got another sister." And her and her husband are over in Uganda, working with the Muslim Ministries. I go, "Really? Wow, that's incredible." See, they call you guys blessed, you don't even know it. And then you take that applause from people and you offer it to God as an offering because you know where it came from, amen? You think about the extraordinary people who say yes. You think about the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, this hall of fame of faith people who said yes to God under crazy circumstances. And some of those guys never saw the promise that were they just obeyed and gave God their yes anyway. And other people saw the results of their yes. And then you look at the, the history of Christian people from since Jesus came. Great men and women of God who did amazing, amazing things because they gave their yes to God. Christian history is filled with people who gave their yes to God. And boy, they some of them suffered for it. Some of them it was difficult for them. Some of them were put to death for saying yes to God. But they had a reward. That's another part of giving God your yes. God rewards. You will be you will not be in debt to God. Either here or on the other side. Thank you. <laughs> so let's all stand together. Perfect timing. That's amazing. Eric, if you just come to the keys? We're around. Where's Eric? Oh, there he is. Can you just come to the keys and do your thing? How many of you are grateful for Eric? Eric gave God his yes. <laughs> it's always been easy, hasn't it, Eric? <laughs> Close your eyes with me and just, just you and him. I'd be remiss to tell you, unless I told you that giving your yes to God doesn't mean an instant return on your yes. It takes a minute. I was talking with a couple before service, and really it's a journey. You giving God your yes is the beginning of a journey. And maybe it's as simply as, as simple as this. You're not really a person of prayer. But you're gonna, God is calling you to be a person of prayer. You're like, I don't even know how. I get bored, I don't know what to say. But just give him your yes. I'll do it and they begin the process of you studying, looking, researching, talking to other people, learning from other people. Maybe studying Scripture in a deeper way, in a maybe even a more academic way, or maybe even just a regular um, structured way of reading Scripture. Maybe that's your yes that you need to give to God. Maybe your yes is your, I'm not kind of the quiet, reserved, but maybe your yes is you feel like God's calling you to step out and be used by Him. Step out to, get, to know Him better and make Him known to the people around. You. Maybe it's God's calling you to be more bold in your faith, trusting God being a witness for him wherever you go. In your way, not some other guy's way that you saw on YouTube, in your way. But it starts with a yes. Maybe your yes is say, God, I'm gonna, make it, I'm gonna be more intentional about living my life as an example of Jesus here on the earth. I'm gonna live on purpose. I'm not just gonna live from this event to that event to that event. I'm not gonna live on just today and then tomorrow and then the next day I got this plan and you're going to live on purpose with a, with a purpose from God. Maybe God's calling you to be a tither to a radical generosity. Maybe God's calling you and reminding us that we're not going to take this with us. And he's calling you to a radical form of generosity. And as you do that, watch God hit your finances. Watch the power of God hit your finances. Maybe you've always known that God has called you to, I don't know, a, a ministry of writing. podcasting. Maybe he's called you to be a voice. Maybe he's called you, (laughs) this may be for somebody. Maybe he's called you to be one of those people. You go to your, you're a voice in this community at your school council meetings, at the other council meetings. Maybe God's called you to be involved with the political spectrum. May God bless you and help you. But if he calls you, he'll equip you. Maybe God's called you to be a voice on this earth for him. And remember, where God calls, he equips you. The funny way to say it is where God leads, he feeds. God's will, God's bill. He's got you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So Father, we thank you. Thank you that you're calling us. So what we... What we, what I feel like we're gonna do, we're is what we're gonna do this morning is we're going to. I want to leave this place as a place of prayer, because giving your yes is not a. I don't want you to give your yes because you were stirred. I want you to give your yes because you were called. And what is God speaking to you? Let's just take a moment, right? We're got a little bit of, we're a little bit late, but. It's, it's okay we're gonna be we're all going to survive it'll be great and all you' be better for it so close your eyes right where, keep your eyes closed right where you're at and just ask the Lord God what are you calling me into what are you asking of me god and listen just listen. What, when, when I say listen, what impressions are you getting? Many times the Holy Spirit speaks by impressions and maybe not sentences or words. Many times it's just an impression on your heart. God can speak a paragraph of words in your on your heart in a moment. He can sp- speak a whole thought pattern in a moment. And now the question is Will you say yes to that call? Even with the cost, even with the difficulty, even with the discipline that it's going to take. Just say yes. Father, we thank you, God, for your goodness. We thank you, God, that you have a call in our life, whether that's public, whether that's personal, one-on-one, God, you all have a purpose and a plan for each one of us. And God, we thank you, God. And God, I thank you, God, that as we say yes, God, your power is at work in us to do the thing you've called us to do. It's really a great deal, God. Thank you. And so, Father, I pray in Jesus' name, as we give our yes, I thank you, God. In Jesus' mighty name. So what we're going to do is we're going to open up the um, altars up here. If you need prayer, I feel like there's some people that need to receive prayer about these things. Don't leave. Part of you being giving your yes is just obeying God Like for the rest of it, right? So if God's called you and you're saying, yeah, I need to get prayer, give them your yes. So we're going to have a couple of people come up here. I'll be up here. I'm going to stay up here. If this is your first time here, I want to thank you for coming. Many times I try to go out and visit, but I am going to stay in here. I want to pray over people because it's a big deal. So, Father, I thank you, God. I thank you, God, for this congregation. I thank you for Hope Church. God, we pray for the people who weren't able to be here today through traveling or whatever. God, we pray for those. God, we pray, God, your blessing over Hope Church. And God, as we're always careful to do, God, we say, Jesus, you're the head of this church. And whatever you say goes. And so we ask you to be your, have your voice clear about our direction. And Father, I pray, God, as we go, God, may we be a light. God, as we go in this Christmas season, God, may we be, um, Jesus, that you said that we would be like you are, the light of the world. So as we go, God, we thank you, God. We carry your presence with us everywhere we go. Father, we thank you. And God, I pray you give people boldness if they need prayer to come up. God, we give you honor and glory in the mighty name of Jesus. All God's people said amen. Amen. God bless you. If you're not, if you don't want prayer for anything, if you want, you can sit here and pray. But if you're going to go out and fellowship, which I encourage you to do as well, go, I'd ask you to leave and just keep this as um, a place of prayer. Amen. God bless you. Have an amazing, amazing week.